0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. More of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Carson Palmer will join us coming up in a little bit. Get his thoughts on the possibility of the 49ers pulling off the surprise against the Rams. Not sure just how much uh, contribution the... uh, acquisition of Odell Beckham Jr. will make. But with Robert Woods now out for the season, maybe he gets pressed into service a little bit more. Maybe 10 to 20 plays, according to our Peter King. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Sunday night, T.J. Watt and the Steelers go to L.A. to face off against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. That Sunday at 7 Eastern on Peacock. I'm not sure the availability of T.J. Watt. Didn't he get banged up
1: yesterday, McLovin? Yeah, his leg sort of moved the wrong way and he was grabbing toward his knee, but I haven't seen an update yet. He recorded a sack. TJ Watt now has 62 sacks through his
0: first 70 games. He passes Derek Thomas and his brother JJ, who had 61, for the most sacks through the first 70 games of their season. And that's since 1982, when individual sacks became an official stat. Only Reggie White with 79 had more through the first 70 games.
2: Stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes
3: the stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes the stat of the day.
0: Our good buddy Darius Rucker. Uh, McLovin, the poll question for the final hour. How about
1: this one? Who's the team to beat in the NFC? Cowboys? Packers, Bucks, Rams, and Cardinals, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I feel like there's an obvious answer that I think will win the poll. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I think I think the Packers win this poll.
0: Because they won yesterday and the Buccaneers lost. But if yeah. the Rams win tonight and we ask it tomorrow, then the Rams would probably win. Because the audience reacts just the way we do as host. Hey, You got to have a declarative statement here. The standalone games are fascinating because if I said Carolina against Arizona was going to be a standalone game or the Patriots, a standalone game against the Cleveland Browns, everybody would be talking about that. If it's a Monday night game, a Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, all of a sudden the chiefs are back. Nobody's got anything to say about the chiefs today. They're back, right? Well, were they ever? All the people jumped off the bandwagon. You can't come back. If you jumped off Patrick Mahomes' bandwagon, you can't come back. Uh, if you jumped on the Raiders' bandwagon, you can jump off if you'd like to. There are a couple of fan bases you'd probably say, Yeah, I'm going to let you. You know what? Just get off at the next stop, and then you know we'll pick you up in a couple of weeks there. Um, AFC West may not be the best division, but it's the closest. And last night we saw the Chiefs. They beat the Raiders. They have sole possession of first place. Not too long ago, they were in last place. Like last week, no team in the division is playing excellent football, at least on a consistent basis. But Mahomes showed that he has a little more patience last night. I think he was taking those checkdowns. They had drives. I think they had five or six lengthy drives, and they ran the ball. The Raiders have dropped two in a row. Chargers fell to the Vikings at home, and the Broncos Followed up that big win over Dallas by getting blown out by Philadelphia. We're not used to this division being in play because usually it's the Chiefs who dominate. They have in recent years. But all three of their rivals have a chance this year. And, of course, not like they played yesterday. But um, if that continues, Kansas City is going to keep a hold of the division for at least one more season. And you're trying to troubleshoot this and figure out, you know, Kansas City's got Dallas coming up next week. I believe that's in Dallas. And if Kansas City looks good there, then it feels like people are going to go, they are the team to beat in the AFC. But if they don't, they get blown out by Dallas, then it'll be, well, Kansas City is you know, who we thought they were. They're going to be up and they're going to be down. Dallas will probably be able to have that stamp of approval of maybe they're the best team in the NFL or the NFC. But Green Bay beating Seattle with Aaron Rodgers not able to be there to practice, the defense played well, shutting down Seattle. And as much as I'd like to make it about Green Bay with the defense, they didn't have two of their best defensive players. Rodgers didn't play that great. They lost Aaron Jones in the game. But I looked at Seattle. I mean, Seattle, they used to always win close games. And they got shut out. You're 3-6. and six. Can you win Everyone, what's Seattle's schedule look like? Because maybe they have a couple of easy games. Maybe they get to 500 here. Yeah, Paulie.
4: Seahawks have the Cardinals, Ouch. Washington football team, okay, 49ers and the Texans. Okay. But then they have the Rams and the Bears.
0: Well, you shouldn't say the Rams and Bears. The Rams like, like and the together. Bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Rams, and, but then they also get the Bears. Yeah, they get the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up on all five. Yeah, Bears. Um I, I just wonder, at some point, does Russ look at this and go, we're not going to get any better anytime soon? And, and do the Seahawks look at this and say, would you rather trade for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? There's probably a six-year age difference here, but with Russ, you're not, you're not bringing any baggage. Deshaun obviously is. Would you give up three first-round picks for Russell Wilson? Because you're going to have to give up three first-round picks and maybe a couple of second-round picks for Deshaun Watson. I guess it depends on where I am as far as how good is my team. If I'm just starting out, then, okay, I'll take Deshaun Watson. If everything is settled and he's clean and ready to go. But if this is, we're not that far away, then you take Russell Wilson.
4: Yeah, Paulie. I, I go back to it, you know, we talked about this in the package. If you're the GM of the Seahawks, the idea of trading Russell Wilson, you're you're toying with your future. Your actual financial future is the GM. You could lose your job. The Patriots gave up on Brady too early. Russell's thirty two. The Patriots gave up on Tom Brady at forty two. I, I don't know, man, it just seems like I think uh Peter King said it that it's nobody trades great quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, but I gotta I gotta look at this and say, Where are we? And if we feel like we're the third best team in the division, in the division, then it's different. Then I have to look at this and go, okay, can we get three first round picks? Plus, who are you trading with? Because your first round picks, it's different if you have the Jets' first round pick. But the Jets have your first round pick from the Jamal Adams trade. And I don't know how you get better anytime soon. DK Metcalf looks like he's supposed to be great. Tyler Lockett is a lot of fun to watch. But it just feels like that offense is never fluid. It's choppy. And it feels like they get to the fourth quarter and it's still, hey, Russ, can you help us? He probably shouldn't have played yesterday, but he wasn't going to stay out of that game, having played college ball at Wisconsin. A standalone game, big game against the Packers. But I just wonder, if you're the Saints, you look at Russell Wilson, that's one of the four places. Uh, The other ones, it was Dallas, and it was the Bears, and it was the Raiders. Um, Dallas isn't happening. Bears not happening. Raiders probably not happening. Maybe the Saints. But I wondered, when I'm watching Russ, and and this goes back to, Russ is about his legacy now. You won one, you lost one, you want to get back to one. And he's looking at Tom Brady And Tom's playing in a Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes is playing in another Super Bowl. And he's probably saying, I think I'm just as good as those players. But it's been a long time since I've played at a really high level as far as playing in big games. And I think it starts to sink in that you're like, is this what I'm going to end up with? Like, great first half. And the defense is probably going to get more credit for the team's success than I will as a quarterback. This is where I have to make a mark. This is where I want to have a seat at the table. Let me help build this team, rebuild this team. And you just look around and you wonder, are they, are they any better than they were a year ago? And the answer is no. And if I'm Russ, I think you have to have a real heart-to-heart and say, you know, do I want to be here for the long haul? And if you're Seattle... I mean, John Schneider's got tenure there. And, but, you know, Pete's age, like he's the oldest coach in the NFL. That's what I wondered. If, if Pete's going to go, all right, let's, let's trade. Let's see if we can get somebody. Let's see if we can get some picks here. Yeah. Yes, Tom.
3: What happened to Pete Carroll's gum, by the way? Did he swallow it in disgust as they were getting shut out? He was usually chewing away at that gum, and I would say for at least a good portion of the fourth quarter, anytime they took a shot at him, he just his mouth was just kind of pursed. There was no gum chewing. I was concerned about his welfare.
0: That's the kind of coverage you don't get any cells. It's
3: it's worth mentioning, and I appreciate you giving me the forum to get that in.
0: If, if this would have been a Matt Damon movie, The Ra- uh, Rounders, where he was sitting at the poker table, then, you know, he would have been able to read Pete Carroll. He would have had a tell. I did not realize that Pete Carroll wasn't chewing on his gum in that case. I Every time I saw him, he was going to town. But you saw something different.
3: As there. it got late in the game, mm. it's no flurries. It's cold, and it looks like not only they're going to lose, they may not even put up any points at all. Mm. He either swallowed the gum or just kind of just stopped the chewing altogether. Okay, all right.
1: Thank you, Todd. Yes, McLovin. Okay, uh, if you're the Eagles, you have three first round picks. Do you send them all to Seattle for Russell Wilson? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> well, they were f- rumored again. It was brought up again that Eagles might be want him next year.
0: Yeah, but Philly's not in a position to win. I know. That's why I don't totally
1: understand it.
0: Saints are in a position to win. Totally. Um, Philadelphia and you're in the division with with uh, Dallas. So I I mean, if I'm Russ, do I want to go to
1: Philadelphia? Philadelphia doesn't seem like it's an upgrade. You got Devontae Smith playing well. Lane Johnson is a yeah, great Hall of Famer, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, those I know. are those are supposed to be, you know, two great weapons there. Yeah, I don't think it's definitely easy to find a better spot than Seattle for him. Well, the Saints would be. I mean, yeah, but what did the Saints have? I Alvin mean, Kamara, and, part- and they got Sean Payton. They got Sean Payton. Yeah. But their talent level is good. The off it. They have a great defense. Yeah, yeah. defense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the Saints feel far more threatening than the Seahawks do. Yeah, and definitely more than the Eagles, you're right. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of phone calls here, then we'll take a break. Carson Palmer will join us. Uh, Marco in Arizona is back. Hey, Marco, what's on your mind today?
2: Hey, Buenos Dias, Dan Patrick Show. Buenos Dias. I got a best and worst. Okay. Hey, I got a best and worst for you, and a, a comment after. My, uh, I'm gonna start with the worst. Man, cards going down in flames. Man, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, the return of Cam. That was that was good for the Panthers, bad for the Cardinals. But my best. Uh, was the Cowboys found the accelerator again, and uh, I'm happy to see them bounce back, but, you know, Atlanta, I don't know if that's a real test. Okay. Uh, my comment, I just heard a wonderful interview with the artist known as Jewel, yeah. since you're, I know you're, you love Tay-Tay so much. Um, it's, on, it's on the Joe Rogan experience, but she's a phenomenal person. Now I'm obsessed with Jewel.
4: Revisit that person. She's amazing.
0: All right. Yeah, got an interesting backstory there. Is she still going out with Charlie Whitehurst, the... Uh... Quarterback? <laughs> clipboard Jesus? You're making that up. No, she was going out with, I think, Charlie Whitehurst when he was with the Titans. Check that, McLovin, is Yeah, I
1: have his last headline, April 12th, 2021. She's currently dating football player Charlie Whitehurst. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't know if it lasted since April, but they were definitely together for a, quite a while.
0: Whose career would you want, Charlie Whitehurst or uh, Jewel? Yeah. <laughs> Jewel can sing. I mean, she she got a wonderful voice there. But she used to be married to, uh, wasn't he a bull rider? Oh, Ty Ty something. Ty Murray. Ty Murray? Yeah, Murray. Yeah, a bull rider. Huh.
3: Yeah. Yes, Todd? She dated uh, Sean Penn, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Very nice. Good job, Jewel.
0: Wait, did she?
3: Other jewel exes include Christopher Douglas and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sean Penn is one of the more famous of the men jewel dated. I'm reading in this article.
0: Uh, Sean Penn has dated a lot of spectacular women. It's the Jake Gyllenhaal of. Yeah, but I don't get it with Sean Penn. But women will say, oh, he's got that that animal
1: magnitude. I'm like, what? Come on. A little bit of an edge to him. Yeah, like a bad boy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm club. I think we're moving past his Jean-Claude Van Damme thing too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Jewel dated exactly. Jean-Claude Van Damme. She's like, look, it was a rebound. okay. I was just <laughs> in a place right there. I just had to find myself. Okay, don't judge me.
3: I think they fell in love on the set of Bloodsport. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, okay.
0: That could be an ugly move. Uh, yeah. Jean-Claude kickboxer. Van Damme, kickboxer. Yes, Paul.
4: I got Sean Penn at one point dating Scarlett Johansson. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, I don't
0: get it. Robin Wright. Uh, yeah, Charlize Theron. Yep,
4: confirmed. Come on.
0: Huh. Sean Penn and Madonna. Yep. Damn. Sean Penn. What a run. He's got that intensity. I think that's what it is. I got to get some more intensity. I don't know where you get that, but once I get that, look out. Although I got to tell my wife, hey, hun, I am loaded up on intensity and I'm moving on. I'm dating a starlet. Just got to figure out who that's going to be. All right, let me take a break. Carson Palmer is going to join us coming up next. More of your phone calls. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. It's easy to spot a scam email, and you may want to think, again, cyber criminals using the uh, spear phishing attacks that are more tailored in research than normal scam phishing emails we think we know what those emails look like but think again but also think about getting lifelock it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every single day we put information at risk on the internet in an instant a cyber criminal could harm what's yours your finances your credit that's why it's great that there's lifelock detecting a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web If they detect your information has been compromised, they send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but keep what is yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Promo code PATRICK, and you'll get 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. This award-nominated program brought to you by the CBD trusted by professional athletes, Level Select CBD, provides targeted relief, helps treat everyday discomfort when you need it the most. Go to levelselectcbd.com, promo code DP30. That'll give you $30 off your entire order today. $30 off, levelselectcbd.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. We bring in uh, Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner at USC. Where do you want to start? What's, uh, what's the headline here for you today?
2: I get to pick the topic yeah. you get to talk, talk yeah. about? Yes. Uh, let's talk about that, that shirt you got on. What year did you purchase that shirt?
0: Uh, it's actually one of those new shirts that look old.
2: I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Do you have a stylist? Uh no, no no, no just it's me on natural. Yeah. Okay, but, that's all I wanted to talk about. I don't really have much else. All right. Well, nice to talk to
0: you again, Carson. We appreciate you joining us here. Um, did you ever have anything like Russell Wilson had an injury like that?
2: I did. Um, my second to last year playing, we were in Philadelphia. We had the number two seed pretty much wrapped up in, in the NFC and we were up on Philly late in the game and I went to throw a ball and it was a Sunday night football game and my this finger went up and backwards and was stacked. This portion of my finger was stacked back here. I dislocated ligaments or uh, dislocated the knuckle and the joint and tore ligaments. Uh, did not require surgery out. It was, we were about to start the playoffs the next week. So we just taped it up and went from there, but it's hard to throw when your fingers don't work and watching Russell throw the other day, he didn't have velocity. He didn't have the same whip on the ball. He normally has, he doesn't have the strength in his hands back. That'll come. That's not something that, that he's lost forever. That'll come back, but it was hard to watch him play when, when you don't have the full use of your throwing hand and your throwing fingers, it just makes for a long day like it was yesterday in, in Green Bay for Russ.
0: If they don't make the playoffs, Carson, if you're Russ, what do you want? And if you're Pete Carroll and the Seahawks,
2: what do you want to do? Well, if you're Pete, you want another shot and, and you want to keep keep trying and, and keep going with Russ. If you're Russ, you don't know what's what's going on in Russ's head right now. We All, all we know is he was unhappy last offseason. There was some talk about a trade. There was some talk about more more control, more personnel decisions. Um, so we don't know what has, is going to transpire this off offseason. Um, but obviously, if you're Pete, you want to continue to coach. I mean, he, he doesn't want to go and start over and, and start uh, his program somewhere else with a new team and, and have to, you know, start from scratch again. He wants to keep going. Russ, on the other hand, uh, we already know there was some unhappiness last year sitting at, I think, three and six right now. There's going to be more unhappiness that that division got great right before our eyes. I mean, you looked at what, what uh, the Rams have done the last couple of weeks with OBJ, with Vaughn Miller. You look at what's going on in Arizona. Arizona's leading the division. and And really now for the first time in Russ's career, he's sitting in third place in the NFC West looking up at those two teams. And that's a tough spot to see. Uh, to to see what he's thinking right now. But we're going to know a lot by the end of the season.
0: Adam Schefter uh, reporting an MRI revealed that the Packers running back Aaron Jones has a mild MCL sprain expected to be out one to two weeks. I thought what was interesting is the defense with the Packers. You know, we always talk about Aaron Rodgers and the offense, but the defense actually looked good against Kansas City the previous week. They might be a top five defense. They don't even have, you know, two of their, maybe their two best defensive players here. And I mean, that's, that might separate the Packers from everybody else in the NFC. You know, your thoughts on, on Green Bay as a, as a complete team?
2: I, I need to see more consistency out of the defense. I mean, sometimes that defense, like yesterday, looks great against the 60% Russell Wilson. Three weeks ago, they looked terrible. And, and Kevin King, the corner from the University of Washington, has looked like he struggled early on in the year. And then yesterday, he looks great, makes interception, is making plays um you know blocking and, and knocking down passes so it's just it's it's really an inconsistency issue in green bay i mean sometimes they look great and they shut out uh you know the seahawks for the first time in decades and then other times they, they look like they're running around with their heads cut off and they're not getting pressure on the quarterback and they're not covering down on the back end so it's just really consistency we need to see it you know three four five weeks in a row before we say they're the most complete team in the nfc
0: Kansas City feels like there's nothing to see after they blow out the Raiders and everybody is fine and back on the bandwagon here. Should they be? Should they have gotten off the bandwagon and should they be allowed back on the bandwagon if that's the case, Carson?
2: You can jump off the bandwagon after three or four weeks, five weeks in a row that we saw Kansas City really struggle. But when you have Tyron Matthew on the back end of the defense, when you have Patrick Mahomes on the front end and Ty- Tyreek Hill and all the players they have, You know they're always going to be a contender for the first time this season we actually saw patrick mahomes not try to just put the team on his shoulders and make amazing throws and do something spectacular every couple drives for the first time he just took what they gave him he was throwing the ball deep when he had the opportunities and they were there and then he was taking the ball and checking it down. They stuck with the run game. This is kind of the breakout game that we've all been waiting for in Kansas City. We've been waiting for them just to jump out and pound somebody. Now, the fact that they did it on national television against a good Raiders football team uh, interdivision game, which those games are always a fight and and to see them come in and just absolutely dominate the game. is like, finally, like finally, the Kansas City fan base is all right. We're back. Now we're ready. This is the time, if you're a Kansas City fan, that you want to see this team start putting it together and go on a run.
0: How do you go from your couch to the end zone if you're Cam Newton?
2: Well, there aren't many built like Cam. I mean, that that, that is a physical specimen. If anybody can do it, it's him. Um, obviously, he gets in and, and scores two early touchdowns on his first two touches. Um, but is this that, is a different offense, dynamic.
0: though, isn't it, Carson, that – what he ran when he was there before. So you got to come in and sort of get acclimated up to speed terminology in a couple of days.
2: Yeah. I mean, there were some limited snaps for him and, and really his specialty is you get down inside the red zone, inside the 10 yard line, he's almost virtually impossible to stop. And so I really like the dynamic that they have. They're really good on defense. They're salty up front in the defensive front. Uh, they can cover on the back end with the addition of Stephen Gilmore. And, and now, if you can sprinkle in some cam on third and shorts down in the red zone, use Sam Darnold, be, you know, be a little bit unexpected defensively. You don't know when you're going to get cam, sometimes on third down, sometimes on first and ten, and then you know you got to deal with him in the red zone. That's a, That, for a defensive opponent's standpoint, that is a nightmare to prepare for. That is a ton of time on task, sitting in meetings. That is a ton of practice on the field the speed auction, uh, all the different things you can do with Cam in the backfield. I really like the dynamic. I, I, I like to see how this is going to work over the end of the season.
0: And I wonder, could he get to a total of rushing touchdowns that would put him sort of on the periphery of a Hall of Famer? Had the MVP, went to a Super Bowl. And I wonder, he's not going to have the passing numbers, but he's, he's going to, what's he got? How many uh, rushing touchdowns, McLovin? Has he got like 73 rushing touchdowns? Paulie, 71 career career rushing touchdowns. All right. Could he get to, let's say he gets to 85 or 90 rushing touchdowns. Barry Sanders had 99. Now, I know he had a lot of yards, but I just wonder, could Cam be a Hall of Famer when it's all done?
2: I I think the next five years are going to answer that question. If if this is his last stint in the NFL and and this kind of fizzles out, in Carolina this year and Cam doesn't play in 2022, 23, 24, 25, maybe not, but Cam's not done. I mean, Cam looks excellent. He stays in shape. We know how, how well he takes care of his body, his diet. He's always talking about that kind of stuff. So, you know, physically, he's got some, some tread left on those tires. So if Cam continues to play into 2025, 26, 27, absolutely. If this is it and this kind of fizzles out and doesn't work out in Carolina for a second time, we may not see Cam on the field again.
0: Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner at USC. Ever had one of those moments that Teddy Bridgewater had yesterday on the interception where he made a business decision to not make a tackle.
2: (laughs) I I have not had any of those. Uh, I've seen it time and time again. I mean, at the end of the day, when when you're down and you're losing, you throw a pick, I always felt like I had to make the tackle because I felt so bad for throwing it. And I felt so bad that my teammates around me were trying so hard and trying to execute, and I made the mistake. Um, we've seen some business decisions. You know, now that they're 17 games, you know, Teddy's, Teddy's, you know, they've been struggling. They've been losing some games over the last month and a half. So I can understand the business decision, but you just don't want that. Uh, caught on film because the eye in the sky never lies, and the eye in the sky always catches business decisions. And unfortunately, that one got caught on film. Okay,
0: what's that going to be like when they go through film session today?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's one of those ones where, as you know, you're sitting in the front row. All quarterbacks typically sit in the front row of the meeting, and you just kind of slowly start <laughs> dipping as coach hits play, and you kind of don't want to everybody be looking at you, but you know, and, and you're in the auditorium, coaches in front of you all your teammates, you can just feel those eyeballs just closing in on you as that's going on.
0: (laughs) You played in a tie game, right? In Arizona. I did. Yeah. What's that feeling like?
2: Well, if, if you're 0 and 8, it feels pretty damn good. Uh, It's just (laughs) such an unknown feeling. uh, If you're 0 and 8, we, we did it uh, on, I believe a Thursday night game um against against seattle at home and it's awful it, it when when you're playing well and, and you're in an interdivision game like i was that wasn't interdivision because it was detroit and pittsburgh but man it's a long plane ride home if if you're detroit and you're so close to your final win and the kicker's out there for the game winner and everybody's putting their helmets up and getting ready to put a hat on and celebrate your first win and then he misses it and you tie it's just so deflating but the flip side is at least you didn't lose. And they were they were 0-8. Now they're 0-8-1. Yeah. So that's better than
0: 0-9. We talked about Cam getting incorporated into the offense on short notice. How do the Rams, Matthew Stafford, bring OBJ in? And how much do you expose him to with tonight's game?
2: Well, I think we're going to see a handful of, or or packages, at least a handful of plays. But I think it's real simple. I mean, the playbook is is this thick and it's got you know, 180 plays in it. OBJ, here's 12. We need you to come in on these 12 plays. And he could be absolutely decoy Leroy. They could be actually designed plays where he's the first or second read. Uh, but I absolutely expect to see him. As long as he's healthy, I expect him to see on the field. Uh, you know, I, I just think Sean is so smart and and I've heard OBJ is so smart himself. So giving him a simple package of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 plays just to get his feet wet, maybe get the ball in his hands once or twice on a screen on a simple curl route. Uh, I'm excited to see him play, and I'd be shocked if he wasn't suited up playing tonight.
0: Okay, so you just called him a, a decoy Leroy?
2: Decoy Leroy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Meaning?
2: That, that's that's the guy that he knows every once in a while. Wh- whatever position you are, you are supposed to take a defender with you, or hopefully two. Maybe you're running a big, deep post route on the outside to clear out the middle of the field for the receiver on the opposite side, coming into that zone. So, Decoy Leroy, there's just about one guy that's decoy Leroy on every play in the NFL.
0: And you know, you know, you're not getting the ball.
2: I mean, there's a (laughs) 99.999% chance you're not getting the ball. If it's a scramble drill and and something happens in the pocket and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose, you can try to find a, a way to get open. But guys know when they're decoy Leroy, they know when they're clearing it out for somebody else and opening up another player.
0: Good to talk to you, as always. We appreciate your time, Carson. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, and he's now a decoy Leroy, now that he's not playing. His weekly appearance during the NFL season brought to you by our partner, Level Select CBD. Looking for next-level relief? Visit levelselectcbd.com. A couple of phone calls in here, best and worst of the weekend. Joe in New York. Hey, Joe, what's on your mind today?
2: Hey Joe. Hey Dan. Hey Dan. Hey fellas. How you doing today? Great you Joe. Weekend. Yeah. Uh Good. Uh, good. My uh, good of the weekend. Uh,
4: Syracuse basketball. Uh, I don't know if it's ever been done before. I don't know if you guys want to look it up, but uh, both Beheim sons, uh, Jimmy and Buddy, shooting the lights out for Syracuse. They're looking really good this year. Formidable team. And uh, Mike Shishovsky's last year. Obviously, Beheim and Shishovsky are close. Uh, excited about the Syracuse basketball team this year. Uh, and the worst of the weekend, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in general. I know it was a tie.
2: We all know it was a tie, but it was a loss for the Steelers, Um, and rough sledding upcoming. They have one
4: of the toughest back-end schedules in the NFL. They got to play Baltimore twice, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Titans. Uh,
2: In my opinion, this could be Mike Tomlin's first losing
4: season as a Steelers coach.
2: All
0: right. Well, thank you, Joe. Let's not start any rumors, though, that he could go to USC. I was going to jokingly ask Carson Palmer, hey, Heard any new candidates for the USC opening, but uh, I was afraid he might tell me a name. You know, a name that I keep hearing is Dan Quinn, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. He's had a good year. Keep hearing his name with USC. I don't know to what level. Feels like the James Franklin rumors are simmering at best, with Penn State losing again. But, you know, USC is... You know, it's you do your due diligence, that's all. You're going to kick the tires on a lot of different candidates. And you may get somebody like Mike Tomlin who came in and blew away the Steelers organization because it felt like he was, hey, let's bring him in, the Rooney rule. And all of a sudden he came in and he took over the room and got the job. I think Russ Grimm was supposed to be getting that job and Mike Tomlin came in and stole the job. Maybe you get that candidate that we're not thinking about talking about who goes in there. It still feels like USC wants to have that home run name. Not necessarily, you know, that equates to home run, you know, uh, results, but get that home run name because they've been swinging for uh, big names here because they made the mistake. You know, you promote from within uh, with Clay Helton. And there were a lot of people who were saying at the time, you can't give them a contract extension. And, you know, who are you going to bring in? This is USC. But it comes back to what I've said all along about this job search. Is the university all in on you being back to where you were as, you know, one of the great football traditions? Because you guys haven't been anywhere near that long time. Yeah, Paul.
4: If you're a Dan Quinn of the Cowboys, let's say here's a hypothetical. USC calls full offer. Or do you hold out for an NFL offer? Let's say the Raiders, or I don't know if the Broncos are in play anymore. Let's say the Raiders and Broncos called. Or would you take USC when it's offered?
0: I don't know Dan Quinn, and I don't know if he's going to get another chance to be a head coach. There are certain guys who are good at one job. Look at the the Patriot coaching staff with Bill Belichick, with Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss was an offensive coordinator. Romeo Cornell, a defensive coordinator, they weren't head coaches. There's so much that goes along with being a head coach because it's more of you're a politician. Like, you've got to do a lot of things. Whereas if I'm the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, that's all I have to do. I don't talk, talk to the media. I don't have to do anything other than focus on that one job. And there are certain coaches who have gotten now I didn't think Belichick was going to be a great coach because I didn't think he had the personality to be a great head coach and he doesn't have a great personality but he is proven to he, he hires good people and he holds everybody to a higher standard. Uh, I just wondered if people if, if players would respond to him. obviously they do. they may not like him. Uh, you know they may not be friends when they leave New England. But when you're there, you know, you know this, is, this is a proven formula here. And sometimes we overrate a personality. You're like, man, he, he owns those press conferences. That's great, but I'd rather you own the opposition. Last call for phone calls. We'll get to those. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
4: Or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Last call for phone calls. What we learned. What's in store tomorrow? Uh, let's see. I told you guys what I did over the weekend. Drove to Maine. Had a, I didn't just drive to Maine to have a couple of beers with the Maine Cabin Masters guys, but when I got there, I ran into uh, a couple of them and uh, had a couple of beers with them. And uh, Ryan and uh, his wife Ashley. I saw Chase. And a uh, big fan of the show, Main Cabin Masters. But that was it. That was my, my big weekend. Uh, anybody have anything that tops that?
4: Not tops it, but I have a, a touch of a situation. I was up in Vermont, and a couple I know up there is having a baby. I hadn't seen him in a while, and a few people had saw we were out. And they asked our opinion of baby names. They asked. Oh, you can't do that. Well, so the wife went first, and she, they were having a boy, they told us. And they each gave us their favorite baby name. And the wife goes, well, my favorite name is Jack. Strong name. And everyone goes, yeah, good name. No one has a problem with that. The guy, the husband goes, well, here's the name I like. Basil. And I start giggling. (laughs) I start giggling because he's a funny guy. I start laughing. I'm like, I go, oh, you're serious? He goes, yeah, yeah, that's the name I'm thinking. Basil. I was giving him my honest reaction by laughing. Basil seems like a name that would be a a saddle for a young man. Yes. You have to figure out how to pronounce it. Basil. Yeah. Basil. 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 I don't know if it's the most masculine name of all time, Hmm. but I'm not sure. I think I was right to laugh. (laughs) It didn't go over well. He goes, oh, you don't like it, I guess. I'm like, well, uh, no, it's original. I tried that move. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, you just... My mom had a great logic, great theory. She just said, look, you have them, you name them. She never wanted to weigh in on any names that we picked. Any, and, you know... She had like twenty one or twenty two grandkids. I can't, I lost track. She never weighed in on anybody's name ever. But feels like if you open it up, because my wife's mom, no matter what name we brought up, she knew somebody. You know, if you said, "Hey, we're gonna name," uh, you know, if it's a girl, Grace. Oh, I remember a girl named Grace, and she had a mustache. And then you're like, what? Well, we're thinking of naming uh, the baby uh, Molly. Oh, I remember somebody who was on the subway tracks and they felt like you're just going, no matter what you said, she had a story that was negative about, so we just stopped telling her. But yeah, that, that's kind of, you're asking for it. If you, if, you, if you bring in the outfield, say, come on in. What do you guys think of Basil? No, nah, I don't think so. Nathan. Ne- what Todd you want
3: no but that could be a positive thing I know it's pronounced basil but it's like you know everybody you know this could use some basil you know if a bunch of friends are getting together and they all want uh, basil to be part of things it could be a, a nice little social name
0: like spice up the night yeah. with basil me,
3: you got to call basil we got to get him in here we need we need to spice up the evening it's not going to be fun without basil <laughs> or, you could, or you could have a little too much basil yeah that could happen too. how about turmeric yeah, you know, that sounds it? like something you remove, though. With yeah, the medical side. Well,
0: it's a, you know it's a spice. Hey, turmeric, how are you? Uh, Nathan in Los Angeles joining us. Hi, Nathan. Best and worst of the weekend.
3: How are you, Dan? Great, great, Nathan. So I have a be- I have a best and a worst, both of the amusing sort. The best is the comparative radio broadcasts of the Lions and the Steelers at the end of the tie game. If you hear them side by side, it's pretty amusing. And then my worst is, according to ESPN's fantasy scoring system, Matt Ryan officially scored 0.68 points.
0: (laughs) I'm going to guess that's not good in fantasy, but uh, thank you, Nathan. Here is the the way the uh, potential game-winning field goal sounded for the Detroit Lions.
4: Can the Lions find their first victory of the year right here? There's the snap, spot, kick away, and it is low and no good. Santoso just never got that yeah. up high enough. I don't know if one of the Steelers got a piece of it or it just never came off right.
0: Ouch. Well, it's hard to go winless for an entire
1: NFL season. Yes, McLevin. That announcer was gearing up for his big signature yes, call. Yes, he
0: was. <laughs> that standalone call that SportsCenter is going to play. Uh, Chuck in Virginia. Hi, Chuck. Best and worst of the weekend.
4: Hey, Danny, guys. Uh Thanks. I, I, I actually have two best. Uh, my first is the Washington football team handing Tommy Boy a loss, which I think is always great for his ego. And his terse little uh, post game interview, he kind of blew off some of the some of the reporters there. Yep. And my second best is uh, I woke up Saturday morning, and the Braves are still World Series <laughs> champions, Dave. Dan. So listen, you guys, I know have been watching Dancing in the Street. That video. You guys have to YouTube it. It's the silent version. I don't know if you've seen it. Silent music video is what it's called. And it's just got somebody put like sound effects of them tapping their feet and singing falsetto without any of the music. And it's uh, painful to watch, but it's one of the most hilarious things you've ever seen.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Chuck. Thank- yeah, you got Mick Jagger and David Bowie, two of the great rock icons. And they're doing this music video dancing in the street. <sighs> It's not. It's not good. It's one of those when you see it and you go, "I wish i never saw that," because you can't not see it. It's always going to be there when you're thinking Bowie and Jagger dancing, and it's it's not good, not good at all. Uh, Richard in South Carolina. Hi, Richard. What's on your mind today?
2: Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, welcome. Uh, so was South Carolina. It was great weather. Uh, Rolling Stone edition of the Dan Patrick show today, I had to call in with two bests. Okay. I've got uh, – I watched Celebration Day again, and uh, then uh, got John Henry Bonham on the long version of Moby Dick and uh, was thinking about you, and I bet you watch it tonight.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Richard. Yeah, Celebration Day is when Zeppelin came back and John Bonham – uh, son was there and, uh, they did a, a one-off, uh, and it was great, but you could tell Robert Plant knows that he can't get to certain, a certain voice level with some of these songs when he was back in his twenties. And I think that's probably a large reason why he doesn't want to go on tour and sing these songs. He says, I don't want to be a jukebox, but it just feels like, you know, you sing a certain, you write a song. Or sing a song in a certain way when you're in your 20s. You don't go, how am I going to be singing when I'm in my 50s or 60s? Yes, Todd.
3: And you really like the Led Zeppelins, right? That's that's
0: yes, your I favorite do. group I'm hearing. I, I really enjoy you're Led You're all
3: in on the Zeppelins. Yes, thank you. I want to make sure.
0: Yeah. You want to go with the bit again? You want you- <laughs> to try it, see
3: squeeze out a little
0: bit yeah, of the sponge? Yeah, the Zeppelins. <laughs> There's a little bit left. I right,
3: got the last drop uh,
0: Yes, Paul.
4: I've mentioned this before. John Fogarty, the great singer. I, I've seen him on TV and other places a few times. He's 76 and can still hit high notes. Yep. it's That's stunning. When I went
0: to see him, that's probably three years ago, maybe, and uh, he sounded like he did on an album. He sounded great at age 73. He had his two sons there playing, and uh, he sounded wonderful. If you get a chance, go see John Fogarty. Wonderful. So, uh, Fritzy, what'd you learn today?
3: Uh, we all learned. You listened to Taylor Swift for about four and a half hours straight driving up to Maine.
1: Uh, McLevin, you rightfully stood up for the song in the air tonight, which is awesome. Uh, Seton O'Connor, you and T. Swizz, Polly Ester, Uh oh, David Bowie. That's uh, mm. in the
0: straight. Not right. Todd, what did I learn?
3: The Cleveland Browns have given up more points than they've scored, which Peter King was shocked to, to discover.
0: The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything. Mercedes-Benz vehicle, at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Dwayne Wade is going to join us on the program. Dan Shaughnessy's got a new book about the Celtics of the Larry Bird era. Talk to you then. One more item. We close out this Monday when you get finished golfing, lifting weights, or running around the neighborhood. How's your body feel? Doesn't recover like it used to. You got sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, probably popping up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm thankful and excited to tell you about Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. We just talked to Carson Palmer. He's the first one to tell me about it. Ricky Fowler uses it. Uh, Former baseball great Steve Garvey. I trust Level Select CBD because it is formulated with doctors, High concentration of CBD allows you to feel it work immediately, and it's made with 0% THC. I apply the uh, Level Select roll-ons usually after golf, even before, or before a workout if you want to. Let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it goes to work in about 30 seconds. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code DP30. $30 off your entire order. LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.